Hello and welcome to part three of The Physics of Consciousness by Ivan Antic. You're joining us today in Transcending Ascension with Spirit Mom as we go through this audiobook. Today is part three of our reading of this book. All copyright to the author. Momentariness enables the overall motion. The divine particle moves at enormous speed, far greater than the speed of light. It moves according to the principle of the golden section or fractal geometry, forming in the process various gross shapes that at slower speeds look like separate objects on their own, like atomic structures and assorted elements. In its ultimate grossest result in the three-dimensional plane with the slowest linear time, this single divine particle manifests itself as the entire manifested cosmos with all the physical laws known to us. With all the laws and stars and planets with all the forms of existence and life. We see all of that as objects moving through space and time whilst in reality there are no separate objects as such. It is all energy of the divine absolute that manifests itself so fast it all appears like a myriad of elements and objects. The nature of vibrations as such implies the momentariness of creation. For example, if you move your arm from left to right, from point A to point B, it is not the one same arm that crosses the distance from point A to point B, but in unimaginably fast intervals, a new creation of the arm takes place until it arrives at its destination in point B. It is a wave motion. One shape does not travel all that time, but one impulse of shaping sets in motion another corresponding impulse that happens as a chain reaction with such great speed it appears to be the same object in motion, like there is a continuity of the same thing. In every moment you are a new being. You are always unique. You only dream that you have some continuity, and this dream is the reality you are living in right now. Subsection 9 According to some medical measuring and research, in the space of one year, the human renews the entire body. More precisely, every six weeks, they make a new liver, every three months, a new skeleton, every month, a new skin, every five days, new abdom abdomen walls, all brain cells are replaced every year or so, and DNA integrates and disintegrates every six weeks. Due to the momentary nature of reality, your convictions determine and condition your life, but not existence itself, which is unconditioned. The momentary and therefore unconditioned foundation of reality and continuity of existence is enabled by conscious intention. At the foundation of all existing forms is consciousness and intention, the intel intelligent design. It is not the consciousness of our superficial mind and ego, but a far higher divine consciousness. The consciousness of our soul, consciousness of our mind, occurs when the momentary divine absolute consciousness slows down and transforms into time, into its dream of continuity and 
objects as though they were substantial and real. It does not see their wave nature and momentariness. Least of all does it see the divine consciousness that is behind them. Consciousness is the only thing that creates continuity through momentary wave shaping. Consciousness is the attractor of all the vibrations of the quantum field. It controls their shaping and their energy emanations. Subsection number 10. Max Planck, I regard consciousness as fun fundamental. I regard matter as derivative. From consciousness, we cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existence, postulates consciousness. Consciousness is always consciousness of itself. It is always aware and self-knowing in all forms. In the widest proportion, it is awareness of the divine absolute itself, which gets expressed as existence itself or cosmos. In the lower proportions, consciousness is expressed in the form of all living shapes that exist in nature. And in its most subtle proportion, this same consciousness is the human's self-awareness. Subsection 11. On the cosmic proportions, see the work, The Teachings in Cosmology by P.D. Auspensky. The human mind uses the same divine consciousness that is at the foundation of everything, and for this reason the mind experiences reality as the continuity of emerging shapes. Not only is it able to perceive reality, but it can impact the continuity of emerging shapes. It can modify reality in their lower and grosser form. They can do so only by using tools. In their purest form, with their intention and state of consciousness, they can change the nature of reality itself. Subsequently, the mind does not use the full potential of divine consciousness. It uses it in a very limited and subjective way. It is still being coached on reality and consciousness, and therefore uses it in both a constructive and deconstructive manner. Wave motion in the action of intermittent alternations of oscillations where an interval stands in between. Practically, this means that if overall reality is only a wave motion of the divine particle, there is an interval between each of its momentary wave states. Between each moment of the interval, it returns to the original state of the divine absolute, restarts itself, so to speak, over and over again, like a computer, but it does so in such a rapid way that our mind cannot detect it. It was made this way so as not to be able to detect it, so that we would continue to live our lives following a set pattern, which is the real reason we came into this world. Due to this continuous restarting in which everything existing, ourselves included, goes back to the original state of the divine absolute, or everything that is. We always have a direct connection with the divine absolute. We are never outside of it. The same way divine energy is present in everything. 
That is why God is always by our side, and the kingdom of heaven is in us. And this is the only way God exists. The divine consciousness is always available and present beyond the illusion of this isolated existence. There is no other way consciousness could be available in existence but in the way described here, through the gaps between two moments of existence. Our mind is a program that uses con consciousness to maintain continuity of the illusion of our existence. To make matters even more fun, it can flick through the channels because consciousness is consciousness of everything and all possibilities as well. Momentary creation, after restarting to the original condition of pure voidness, space, ether, or akasha, continues as the fine weaving, or fractal geometry, from which it was left off, but in a somewhat different way, much freer, as though upon its return to the original state, it accumulated creativity that grants it freedom not to be always in the same spot, but it is allowed to move forward in a new shaping, similar to a celluloid tape, that is made up of several images that are separate, where each one shows an object altered a little but in fast motion, and there is an illusion of continuity in the object that is moving. In such a way, there is no chaos even though substantiality as such does not exist. There is order even though there is no substantiality. Consciousness of the divine that comes into view between two moments of creation decides on how the creation will continue. This explains how consciousness is the foundation of matter and life, and how everything in nature is construct and constructed and shaped by means of the creative design of the divine consciousness. Objects that move through space as such do not exist. There is only momentary shaping of the space of the divine absolute by means of the divine particle into that which ostensibly shows itself as an object moving through space in linear time. Any different type of motion would not be possible at all because there would not be sufficient energy for the isolated object to move through space. A butterfly could not fly all day long if its energy came from the food it ate. It gets its energy from the sunlight via the dust on its wings that transforms the sun's rays into life energy. Similarly, the human body is exposed to energy by sunlight. Food can provide them with only about 5% of their total energy. It will be clearer to us if we remind ourselves that electromagnetism is the foundation of all chemical and biological processes, with the sun as the biggest source of electromagnetic radiation in our environment. The entire cosmos is at base an electromagnetic phenomenon. Subsection 12 More on that see the works Thunderbolts of the Gods by David Talbot and Wallace Thornhill. The Electric Sky by Donald Scott and The Electric Universe by Wallace Thornhill and David Talbot. And it is such due to the nature of motion and functioning of the divine particle. Space itself is filled with the divine energy that shapes everything momentarily. 
Consciousness is that is what maintains the continuity of every shape and motion by its intention. More precisely, it acts as manager of the divine particle. Since the divine particle is energy in its essence, it means there is only divine energy in everything. The same divine energy shapes everything that exists. It also means that consciousness is the foundation of energy and there is no energy without consciousness. This defines life. Life energy is a unity of energy and consciousness. All of this is possible because there is no difference between the divine absolute and the divine particle. Therefore, nothing the divine particle manifests in its quantum fluctuation, in its vibrations, is different from the absolute. They, these are not two things, but only one. Only the divine absolute exists, and it is the only reality. In its imagination, it momentarily transforms itself into a particle. It is its imagination by which it tests all its possibilities, and only because it is within it as itself can it be in all places at the same time. Aided by it, the absolute can manifest itself, otherwise it would be nothing on its own. People have always intuitively felt and known this truth about reality because of their souls and higher consciousness, but their minds warped this consciousness into religious emanations where they were depicted as the power and glory of God. It is the true background behind all stories of how one becomes a multitude and we are all one. Without duality, Advaita, how everything is an illusion, maya, and yet so real and material at the same time, and how material reality is illusory. This is the way that everything connects into one unity. The divine particle that constitutes our body also constitutes the earth, the stars, and the entire universe. That is why the whole universe feels and experiences every moment and acts of ours as its own. All our lives we experience, perceive, and become aware of all the aspects of existence in the universe. The universe imagines and becomes aware of itself through us. It is all one body, one being, and one consciousness that sets everything in motion, shapes everything into existence, and is everything that is. Unlike the stories, myths, and parables that testify to this unity, Patanjali used scientific logic to present this in his works, Yoga Sutras. While we are on the subject of physics, it is important to stress that this book by Patanjali has been unraveled manual for the scientific exploration of consciousness to this day. The idea of the momentariness of phenomena is the foundation of the Buddhist standpoint. It concludes that things and beings do not have reality per se and nata, that they were not born, they neither appear nor could they therefore disappear. This idea particularly was accurate accurately explained by the most important reviver of the original teachings of Buddha, Nagarjuna, in his work Mula Mendhayamaka Karika, specifically in the formulation 
Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form, which translates to the idea that the divine absolute in itself is emptiness, sanyata, and it always manifests itself as the form, particle being existence cosmos, while losing nothing of its original emptiness as that. In reality, it enables ultimate freedom and supreme creativity to manifest through forming. The empty space enables everything into existence, whereas the forms themselves are nothing in themselves because they are always reflections of the wider whole and the divine absolute itself. In short, the emptiness. Emptiness by itself cannot exist. It must form itself. The form by itself cannot exist without the wider whole that enables everything. Subsection 13. Matter and space have the same ontology. They can be neither theoretically nor practically separated because something that would be non-spatial matter cannot exist. Matter and space must always go together. Ether is nothing but very fluid matter or space with certain material properties. Nagarjuna further drew the conclusion based on this formulation that samsara and nirvana are by no means different. They are one and therefore the only thing that is required is awakening. No path on the road to realization and no attainment, only awakening to the absolute reality, paramartha, which always is. And by transcending the relative truth, Sam Veriti, which is a product of reason and like a curtain covers the absolute truth, Paramartha, which is the ultimate goal or transcendence in general. In other words, we all carry the original Buddha nature within, and all we need to do is awaken in order to find and manifest it the way Buddha himself did. Nothing else is required. Hence, a different path to awakening was developed by meditation that directly transcends the mind and the entire forming, formed being, samvriti, which can be achieved by the simple stillness of the entire being, zazin, or by some action that surpasses the inter interference of the mind first in the form of Chen Buddhism in China, and from that point onward as Zen Buddhism in Japan. Fundamentally, it is a revived and purified meditation practice, Dahayanam, of the original Buddha's teaching in Pali Canon. The identical idea was clarified by Gadapada, one of the followers of Nagarjuna, when giving a classical example of the torch. In his work, Karika, in Mandukaya Upanishad, Gadapanda explains how everything is unborn. In Karika, verse 47 to 50, he describes how a torch, when swung about, looks like a ring of fire. Hence, consciousness, when in motion, looks like it is split into a subject and an object, the learned and the learner, and by so doing creates the illusion of continuity in the objective world, 
When consciousness, the torch, is still, the illusion of the world is gone, the ring of fire. When the torch is in motion, the shape of a circle is not outwardly imposed upon it, nor does it leave the torch during its phase of stillness. The ring of fire is not different, nor is the flame the same. In 91, he clearly states that all constructs are nothing but the shaping of space, akasha, ether, and there is no versatility among them. To use standard language, there is no multitude of particles, but only one divine energy that shapes everything into existence. Since nothing at all is possible outside the divine absolute, this all happens within it as an imagination, its absolute nature as a consequence of the awareness of itself, creates its opposition, the divine particle, which is endowed with all the properties of the divine absolute, that momentarily creates all the shapes we see as the manifested universe. Since all this takes place according to the principle of the hologram, where every tiny part contains and reflects the whole Every new creation contains and repeats the same divine characteristics of creating all the new possibilities as the initial divine particle. In this way, creativity is multiplied every step of the way into virtually endless possibilities. The way this multiplication expands into the cosmos as we know it may become somewhat clearer to us if in our imagination... We manage to unite the model of the holographic universe with the model of fractal geometry. The momentary nature of reality in all objects has been proved scientifically. Momentariness is the property of the wave. The quantum field is a wave. Subatomic particles are a wave. Energy is a wave. Electromagnetism, which is the foundation of all the material and biological world, is a wave. The problem is that proper conclusions have not been drawn based on the ascertained data and things previously known. Here we will correct that mistake. Thank you for listening today on Transcending Ascension as we dive deep into the physics of consciousness by Ivan Antic. I hope you've enjoyed this audiobook production part three and stay tuned for part four coming soon. Have a great day. As always, goodbye for now. Spirit Mom. <laughs>